Hello, guys, and welcome to the Heritage Agenda's Football Podcast. This is episode number nine, and we are finally back as, as a team. Last week, uh, it was just me, but it's good to be back. How are we doing? I'm doing well, bro. Um, sorry you had to be alone last week, but no, we're, we're back, inshallah. We're back, inshallah, inshallah. I'm here to stay, and uh, it's going to be a good season. It was a long summer, had a nice little hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it a long summer or in general or was it a long summer for you i think both bro there's uh mm. there's a certain guy that we're gonna talk about today that uh that is the reason it was a long oh. summer let's just say that yeah i i uh, i cannot stand that guy but without further ado uh let's let's uh let's get right into it the the big news um from when we last recorded so i started the recording i think 40 minutes after fabrizio said caicedo was going to liverpool so i had i had liverpool third (laughs) yeah and i had chelsea fourth and then Mm -hmm. obviously since then uh caicedo went to chelsea and liverpool's backup which i think a lot of people thought that if they didn't get Caicedo, they'd get Lavia. Also went to yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. So they got both of them. So and then they yeah. got Alise today. I think is hundred percent. He's almost uh, he's almost done. If he's not hundred percent, I'm not hundred percent sure, but he's it's probably gonna happen. Let's say ninety nine percent chance is gonna happen. So what do you think about that whole situation? Let's just start there because <laughs> um so obviously like. Liverpool have done I th- what I think is has been good business at least this summer, right? They Liverpool have. brought yeah Liverpool they okay, brought okay. in two solid midfielders and then got rid of pe- old people pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then once because it came out of nowhere, the one hundred million, uh, was it euros? Yeah. One hundred ten million, million pounds. 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 Crazy, crazy for, purchase for Caicedo came absolutely out of nowhere. I was shocked because. Everyone knows Liverpool has no money. Um, at least we thought. Klopp, all he does is just complain about other people buying stuff. Um, so I thought it was just a done deal. But what I didn't anticipate was... Not, I, I, I knew for a fact Chelsea would come back. But Caicedo flat out saying, no, I don't want to go there, was completely shocking to me. Because I like it, Chelsea is an exciting project for project for young people but liverpool is well established you know and they have you know they don't have champions league but they're in europa um mohammed salah allison they have excellent world-class players so i thought that was a done deal but he flat out said no and he mm-hmm. would just wait for chelsea to to make their move which they eventually did within 48 hours and then 24 hours later he was announced um at which chelsea just just I don't know, just bullying. Fifteen million yeah. pounds for a midfielder. Anybody and insane. everybody is is getting that work from Chelsea in this in this window and the January transfer window. Yeah, the the that amount of money for a midfielder. So now they're they're two man midfield. Well, if we count Lavia, Lavia Caicedo Fernandez is a three hundred million euro midfield or more. I think it's a little more. Or more, yeah. That is insane. It's, absolutely insane you've never seen anything like it and then like, it doesn't it doesn't stop there there's 
there's Mudrik, there's um, Nkunku, there's so much more. Jackson, uh, Olise, they have a chance to field a team where maybe nine or ten of the starters probably week in, week out are going to be bought in the last two years. Like, (laughs) that is, like, that's career mode, like FIFA stuff. Like, we don't see that in the real world like that, that the whole team changed, like, overnight. It's crazy. But, I mean, I will say, I've always said that even before the Caicedo deal, obviously this takes them to the next level as a team. I think now that midfield is really like, it's, I mean, the difference between Gallagher and, and Enzo versus Caicedo and Enzo or Lavia, and you have more backups and, and you have um, Chukumaneka yeah. or what his name, he's very, very good too. It's night and day, it's like you said. So I think, I think a lot of people are sleeping on them. I actually really like their recruitment and I like, their team they probably have maybe outside of for sure outside of city and arsenal for me the deepest team now uh yeah the, the question is just again the goals where does it come i i like Mauricio pochettino i i think they're gonna be in the mix uh but i still think they're a year away from the league i think i think there's still there's still room to to grow what was what was that uh uh remember when the raptors drafted some guy from your i don't know some it's from like some league and they were like he's two years away from two being two years away um yeah, yeah that's I I that's yeah. that's what i think liverpool i think in terms of depth in terms of youngsters i think they have everything they need for the next 10 years already for on the team yeah uh yeah for chelsea sorry um but it's just when it clicks when these guys actually start performing obviously enzo is a really good player as is right now caicedo is a like an absolute tank of a midfielder and a floor raiser and he makes enzo look better lavia is going to come in and just walk into the team like everybody they've bought i think they've they've you make fun of them for all these purchases and all that stuff but if you look at it they're building uh, a a really good roster of young players they are. um that they want to grow with each other um and they're all tied down for eight nine There's years eight nine year contracts yeah which and is I, insane i mean the thing is people complain about like the financial fair play and the loopholes were basically like they give the, these huge baseball like contracts so they can really spread out the transfer but bro it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a rule if you can bend the rules, bend the rules. I'll I will never be upset at them bending the rules. Like that's within that's within their rights. And if you have smart people who want to bend the rules, by all means do it. Absolutely. And Bowley has come out and and show I I don't really think this loophole, I don't think it exists. I just think they've been um at least, at least that's what I think, but I don't know what he's done. I've never to... seen an eight-year contract extension in football before. Exactly. Early. I will so... say so I do think it exists, but they're really pushing it. I've And I've never seen – I actually don't think I've ever seen since, like, I've been watching and following a team that moves faster in the transfer window. Sometimes I think, like, it literally in the morning, they'll be like, Chelsea's interested in this player, and in the afternoon, he's signed. Like, uh, yeah. they just got this Brazilian kid. I think David David Washington is his name. Mm-hmm. 18-year-old Brazil striker. They were like, Fabrizio said like two days ago, he was like, Chelsea's interested in this player. They have like scouts watching him. And the next day he was signed to an eight-year deal. I was like, what is this? Like, I've never seen anything like that before, bro. No, it's it's crazy, man. I like, and some of the stuff they've been, like who knew Olise had a, had a, 35 a, a release clause a million yeah. a release clause like 
some of this they do their homework and they move yeah, pretty they quickly. Do. Um, it's just at the expense of other clubs. Liverpool just looks awful. And the fire um, and the fire sale they had it at the beginning of the window. Some of the some of the amounts they got for those players. Like I never thought that they were gonna cut a profit on Havertz. Or I think break even, which is what they did. I never thought that that was gonna happen. They got sixty five million for Mount, which is crazy. Yeah. They got um, rid of they got transfer fees for Koulibaly and and Edward Mendy, who barely played. Like they were barely playing the years the, the year and for Mendy the two years he was at Chelsea they were barely playing. So I was like, and they're on high high wages, which. Then exactly. they also they got rid of like eight nine players too. They got N'Golo Kante off the wages. They got uh, Kovacic. So they they got a lot of money off the books. I think it was like three hundred million in sales or something crazy. So that helped them to spend the amount they spent this summer. And where where do you think they're gonna finish? Because obviously we didn't get you like step by step in the table. Um, where where, I, where do I, they finish? I think as constructed as is. Um, there's still like what 15 days left of the window so you never know with this team that's true that's true um but as is i think they're easily a top four team um i think uh either number four or number three i don't think they're as good as arsenal or or city but i think three four five six are like all interchangeable to me so i think they would fit right in there with newcastle with man united with liverpool there too Okay. Yeah. So, in and around the same spots, but yeah. In terms of no, they. they I. I've. I really, if, especially with Olise coming in, he's, he's, he's. I think he had uh, eleven assists last season. That's mm-hmm. gonna help with with their struggles, which and is scoring. Too, um, so they have depth. And on Sterling. The too, yeah. They have depth. Um. I think Sterling probably is not a a. You know, I don't think he starts thirty games a year anymore. Um, but some someone like Alise having a backup or ahead of him is perfect. And yeah, no, I agree. And so on the topic of transfers, then yeah, is Chelsea for you the winners of the whole window? Like, did you think they won the window, or is there a different team that that you think had a better window? Uh, <laughs> I think with Caicedo, um, obviously he he was he was a big fish. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the position of need. I think Enzo Fernandez needed a partner in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Gallagher cuts it. I don't think. No, I, agree. I, I And I think they should just go ahead and move him with Lavia coming in. Um, that's another like 40, 50 million of euros coming in, which yeah. is, they're such a really good like selling club. They're the best the selling big, club in the world. Club, I've yeah. never seen anything like it. Like that's the one thing they sell like crazy. I have no and, idea how and, to do it. And all the big clubs struggle with it. So I think with with Caicedo, I think they're the winners to me um, because I think it accelerates everything. They're maybe fighting for top six to like now being a top four contender. Um, but And then it solidifies like buying Enzo Fernandez because now you have two elite midfielders. Um, and then with, I hope Nkunku comes back on time um, I think he's out for three, four months. Yep. Um, and he's a naturally yeah. gifted yeah, scorer, you know, creative person to have in front of those two. Um, but I, th- I think they're the winners. Obviously, I think Arsenal also had a really good window. Man City. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like um, City's window. Man United, I don't think so. Man United, I don't think had a great window. window but 
Um, Newcastle, I think, had a good window. So I think Chelsea is probably number one, which yeah, is I agree. just crazy to me. It's, I think I think before I, this weekend, you could say it was like up for debate. I think it was like between them and Arsenal yeah. in terms of like which teams, yeah. when you really look from the, the previous year, got like that biggest amount Better. of improvement. But um, yeah, yeah, no, for me, Chelsea take it. And, and I was really scared last season when they announced in Kunku that it was going to be like in Kunku just sitting on an island at number nine, which is kind of what they did yeah. with Havertz. And I think bringing in Nicholas Jackson and when in Kunku comes back into the side, it's a shame we don't really get to see him now. And he's really sitting in that 10 spot, kind of operating in spaces. And then you can really yep. get your wingers who now have so much freedom. And you're Mikhailo Mudrik, uh, Raheem Sterling, and Mike, Michael Olise. Like those names, I think I think they're gonna be uh, they're gonna definitely give teams trouble, and I yep. think uh, and then, I think and not having Europe helps them a lot, a absolutely lot to to grow as a team and uh, and you know really it helps Mauricio Pochettino to really install the system. I think I think once one season without Europe will will go will go away, especially for a young team, a, a young team that's just been thrown together, you know. So there's no camaraderie, nothing like that. Hundred percent. Um, and then I think I think Pochettino is also a great ad. Um, he's proven, obviously PSG didn't work out for him, um, but at Tottenham he's clearly like all those players owe everything to him where they yeah. are today. Obviously some mm-hmm. have fallen off, but um, with like the likes of Harry Kane, Son, um, Eriksen, that was the best there. first. Yeah, that was with, with exactly. Pochettino. Yeah. Um, so he can he can develop youngsters he can develop youngsters um and he's done that um all over his uh career but i don't <laughs> chelsea's a funny club man oh my god i goodness. think the good they thing just about, make me laugh i think the good thing about chelsea is like this really reminds me like you remember the season when they had like the embargo and then they had like all those kids like yeah. the year where we heard like it was like reese james uh mason mount tammy abraham uh, was Lampard, was I think that was Lampard's, Lampard's first year. year. That was yeah. like this reminds me like in a way of that team. Like they're they're very young. I feel like the expectations is like if Chelsea go and finish fourth this season, I think like yeah yeah they spent like one billion over the last like, three <laughs> windows. But like it's funny, but like they spent one billion, and I think like if they finished fourth, I don't think like the media would like would be on like on their ass, you know. So yeah. So I think like that environment where the pressure isn't like wrapped up to like every game you go and you have to win teams are coming into Stanford bridge they're parking the bus like it's not going to be like that you know so no and i think like like i said like not having europe having a full week between games as a young team it makes all the difference in the world there's not going to be crazy travel like they, they get to really have a year just like grow as a team and I think next year is when we really start looking at them and we're like okay like they can actually seriously challenge in like this competition this competition and this competition like whichever ones those are you know yep um I remember that that Lampard year where I think he brought Mason Mount into the team Reese James was promoted yep that year they weren't even supposed to be that good but they finished top four mm-hmm. and then they parlayed that into getting the likes of like Kai Havertz and Timo Werner, you know? Yep. So they can always bring in players, but I, I think this year could be like, I don't think the signings are over. I think they're still, they still need a keeper. Um, you don't like Robert still, Sanchez. I don't, uh, he, he doesn't move me. I think they need to come get Ramsdale next year. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then I think they need a replacement for Thiago Silva, but and, but they have everything else. They um, have they have Colwell, Badiashile, and uh, and Disati and uh, Fofana next year too. Fofana, Fofana's out all. I think he's out yeah, for which most is of why the year. They got I think Axel yeah. Well, they, I tell really you, they nice. move crazy like this. Like Fofana towards ACL, the next day, fifty million secured Disasia. I've never seen anything like it. I'm telling and then, you. And then, and then, and then, signed a six-year extension like the week <laughs> the after. The next it's, day, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> but segueing off of Chelsea, yeah. Uh, the big, the big news outside of the Prem, and I'm gonna get absolutely cooked here, is uh, one man and one man only, and that's uh, Kylian Mbappe. Who, yeah. This week, let's 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 go day by day. So the okay. whole summer we've been hearing, uh, it came out of nowhere. I will say I was like, Madrid had the craziest start to a window for Madrid, like in the last six years or seven years. Yeah. Like I've never seen them start a window so like on top of the gun. I like they released, they got rid of all the deadwood like fast. They got. They got Hazard off the books. Um, they were like, they listed all the people that they didn't want to get. They like had a plan. They were like, we're going for Havertz and Kane. And then and then Vinny gets the number seven. And th- like, I'm telling you, they, they unload the Deadwood. Vinny gets number seven. Kane is like, they're going to like, oh, they're going to start going for Kane. The second that happens, Mbappe, Mbappe sends that letter to PSG. <clears throat> then the whole summer is this mess of like, I've never seen so much recycled news in my life. It's always the same, like, four things. It's always Mbappe sent a letter to PSG. PSG, uh, Fabrizio said the same thing, like, 60 times. PSG thinks Mbappe is leaving in 24, and they will not They will not let him leave for free, or they will sell him. So then yep. that happens. Then this weekend, uh, they, they, they have the game. Mbappe is not playing. He still hasn't trained mm-hmm. with the team. They draw nil-nil. They get mm-hmm. Dembele, and Dembele and him are sitting. And like two days later, Mbappe's like, Mbappe might 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 extend. And I was like, yeah. there's no way. Like this doesn't align with anything that that we've been hearing it's... all summer. And he's back in training now. And the rumors are that he's gonna leave his bonus on the table, mm-hmm. which PSG will let him go for free if he does that. Which to me makes no sense because the whole problem with Mbappe in general was that he was going to leave for free so if he if he rescinds his bonuses he's not going to leave for free and people are like oh mbappe is rescinding his bonuses because he doesn't want money he wants to play but yeah the reality of the matter is that if he leaves for free he's just going to get that bonus as a as a, as a signing bonus from madrid just... because they're not going to have to pay a transfer so i don't know for me it just pisses me off because it's just the same garbage like I want to see what you think, like about this whole thing from more an outside perspective. Okay, for once that letter came out, I think yeah. everybody was on the same page saying, "Okay, this has to be it, right? This has yeah. to be the end of this. Like, we can't go through this for another summer." Yeah. Um, my initial like reaction was it was kind of confusing because, like, Real Madrid wasn't outright coming out saying we want him yeah. you know there was yeah. no bid um there mm-hmm. was no reports from their side mm-hmm. um they just stayed quiet but they were they shut down everything they were like okay okay mbappe's news is bubbling right now um they just stopped they were like in the trans kane was out the window Havertz was out the window yeah. they just completely stopped all of that um but psg 
at the same time, they were like, we need him gone because because they were they were they've been spending so much money all this transfer window they got to even the books eventually yeah um and and then he's <laughs> and then he's like completely just like shitting on them you know just these, yeah he um, had that huge interview in july exactly where, where i remember not to cut you off but at the beginning of no. the summer when the when the news came out i literally tweeted i was like mbappe will never leave like Qatar will never let him leave. There's no way. Like, this is straight fake news. I'm not falling for this BS again. Then yeah. Al-Khalifi and Mbappe had, like, individual or uh, independent interviews, like, the same week. Where yeah. Al-Khalifi was like, this is the most, like, I think he was like, this is the most unprofessional player I've ever seen or something, like, crazy. And Mbappe yeah. was like, PSG is a prison, like this, blah, blah, blah. Like, good players come to die here. Like, he was literally, basically, that's what he was saying. So after that happened, I was like, there's no way this guy is staying. Like, there's like this is it's impossible for him to come back and play another season with with uh, with PSG. Yeah. Um, if you like, obviously you remember, but like the previous time when the, I, I think that was 2021 when you guys won the Champions League. Um, 22, 20, the, the, the 22? year he, he resigned on the last day. He resigned. Yeah. Yeah. So 21 22, was the bidding at the end of the window. At the, okay. So yeah. 22, it was like PSG were so adamant. They're like, we are not losing this guy for free, no matter what. Like they uh, were just yeah, yeah. stuck to their guns. And I, and I believed them for the most part. And then this window, they're like the opposite. They're like, we have to get rid of him. They listed him for he, sale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They listed him for sale. Um, they considered offers. They got offers from Saudi Arabia. Um, I think a few other clubs like, you know, asked around. Premier League, they but, said ask, yeah. But, but with Mbappe, you know, it's either PSG or Real Madrid. Yes. And Real Madrid weren't moving. They were just waiting on him to say, I want I to go, go out here. Madrid, and yeah. he did not say that. Um, and then you see what they're doing. They got Dembele. Um, they're building an actually really good they team. A, I liked they, all they their signings. Window. Yeah. They had a really good window. Dembele comes in and then Neymar is gone. <laughs> and then Mbappe is like, okay, I'm back. Yeah. And And now he's like nothing happened which is which i don't know like i don't know i don't know him personally or anything like that just from reading all these news articles all these rumors all these fake stuff the guy's character like he just comes off as the biggest diva i've ever seen in it sports it's actually insane like it's crazy i will say like the one thing that like mbappe remember like all of last year we're like we right after he signed that crazy contract where they were like, mm -hmm. he's like captain and he has like, remember like the jokes where they're like, Mbappe's like the coach. Like yep. they were literally like, he can do whatever he wants. Like he literally chose the sporting director. Like he was involved in the, in the coaching process. Like it was like the type of stuff where it's like the player was bigger than the club almost. And Absolutely. Like, like someone kind of, someone really put it well. Like this is, I think uh, like, this is me talking more like as a fan than an analyst, but like, this is the rumors of what we heard. Obviously, this is the rumors of what Mbappe wanted a true number nine. He said, I'm, I don't want to play number nine. He said yeah. he wants to be the face of PSG, which means get Messi and, and Neymar out the door. And yeah. he said, and he wants to play with some of his his uh, teammates, from, teammates. The, from the French, from the French side. So look at what they did this summer. They went and got a true number nine in, in Goncalo Ramos from Benfica. Mm -hmm. So now Mbappe has the left to himself. Messi and Neymar were shipped out. Mm -hmm. They got Usman Dembele and Lucas Hernandez, who are his friends, and they might get Colomani, who's another one of his friends. 
Yeah. And they got another midfielder in, in Manuel Ugarte and Milan Skriniar. They had a they had a very good window, I will say. They had a good window. They have a proper coach. I think Enrique is, is a good coach. Uh, yeah. Do I think they can compete for the Champions League with that midfield? No. I still think that... I mean, with when you have Mbappe, you're always in, in the mix. But I do I really see them as, you know, beating Bayern, beating Man City? No. To be honest, I, I still think that that they they need more. Uh, I yeah. think that that league, yeah, it's very like overstated. But that league doesn't challenge them. They're never challenged in that league, you know. No, like their season is defined by Champions League. They have to win one, and then we can just move on, you know. Yeah. And it has not happened. Mm-hmm. They've gotten close um, once, and the rest they've just been out of the, what round of sixteen. And yep, the quarterfinals, yep. I think, against Man United back in 2017, 2018. Um, so the the ultimate goal for Mbappe, like, because we always look at like in terms of like their career trajectories with Mbappe and Holland, right? I think we talked about this last year, um, too, where Holland looks like he's making every right decision possible, and it's got him a treble. Um, he's probably going to finish one or two in the in the Ballon d'Or, mm-hmm. and then there's Mbappe, who's just in terms of talent, I think he's better than Holland. But he's the best player in the world. I I, 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 I don't like him. He's the best I agree player in the with world. you. He is. Um, so like he's taken mishaps in his career, um, mm-hmm. where I think he's. Well, he was supposed to make this move two years ago. He was four supposed times. to be in Madrid. Yeah, he four said no times. four times. The joke uh, or, is like or, there were people. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, go the ahead. The joke <laughs> is there was people on Twitter posting jersey like swaps when the the news come out, and the jersey is a 2018 <laughs> jersey. Do you not see the problem in what you are doing? Like how yeah. many years? 2018 when he went to PSG from Monaco, <clears throat> they were going to sell Bale and buy it. Like that has like been stated many times that they they yeah. were in the mix, and Mbappe was like, no, let me wait. 2021, he announces he wants to leave. Madrid had that crazy like last day of the window where they were bidding and PSG wasn't even responding and Mbappe was like I'm trapped you know all this stuff yeah and very public 2023 he signs on the last day okay we can put our hands up and people were saying political pressure the president blah 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 his family were threatened this this year there are no excuses PSG have stated publicly you are you're listed for sale you literally put a letter that was supposedly written three weeks after you signed your extension that you want to leave yeah and psg have stated sign an extension or leave for free like there is no the 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 problem is i go on twitter and there are people so blinded by how good mbappe is and madrid fans included there are some of them that that think like this where they're like oh blah 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 this is political pressure there is no political pressure just read the news like there's there is no excuse and the, the problem is is as a fan, like this is not me speaking as a fan, like more than just kind of analyzing the situation. It's like, how many more players is Madrid going to let walk to other teams because of this guy? Like, think about yeah. how many players that we, we, we is in Madrid, how many players they've let go. Holland, if it wasn't for Mbappe, I firmly believe would be at Madrid. I think last year there was a lot of, even the Premier League journalists like Ornstein, and they were saying that Holland was, was favoring uh, Madrid, Madrid over yeah, in that and then winter, only yeah. when they really turned and pivoted all their focus towards Mbappe, they were like, okay, like you know, it's not happening. So he went and chose Man City this season. Harry Kane, who literally in his press conference they asked him, "Why do you want to be at Bayern?" and he said, 
like I saw David Beckham went to Real Madrid and I wanted to try like different leagues. Like I think that if if Madrid made a push the way they were they were at the beginning of the window, I think that he would also be a Madrid player. And even the summer the summer with COVID when Madrid wasn't making signings, I think when they made zero signings, they sold like five six players. And those players were to literally build a war chest for Mbappe. In, like, in, like yeah, in preparation for him. Marcus Llorente, yeah. Ashraf Hakimi, uh, Teo Hernandez was, I think, a little bit before, and other players. So the problem is the problem is that as much as, as I don't like this guy, and as much as I recognize he's good, and he's the best player in the world, in my opinion, I, I don't even think it's close, I think the same garbage will happen next summer. I don't think that this is going anywhere. If he doesn't come this summer, which... We'll see. I mean, we'll see. If I had to... Before, like, I was like, there's no way he's coming. And then I was like, 80%. I think the highest I got was like 85 that he's coming yeah. to Madrid this summer. After the yeah. Khalifi stuff, I was like, there's no way you can go back. Like, you can't, you cannot say something like that about, like, your club and go back and, like, you know? But right now, mm, 10%. <clears throat> I'd say 10% chance he comes this summer. I, I think... The like Mbappe obviously I think looks the worst in this situation, mm-hmm. but Real Madrid fans and then um, the Real Madrid board are like, I, I they're basically just letting him walk over them pretty much. Where he's ruined their reputation. You're absolutely, right. the, the, the like he's publicly like obviously this summer they weren't as public as they were past but still yeah. like they put a halt on everything like everyone can see harry kane i think for sure would have gone to madrid i and that is the biggest need like you they guys need a striker. a striker you guys do not have a striker and harry kane would have fit like a glove like you know such a um, perfect fit for what they want to do exactly and i and 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 mbappe has and real madrid sorry the board have just completely, completely just like they've put all their eggs in one basket yeah. and for the third time have just left been left empty handed. And he goes back. And I think it will continue to happen until he signs a five year deal. And I don't think he will. I ever. know he's gonna keep pulling the thing is Mbappe, like we we agree he's a huge diva. Like if yeah. he comes to Madrid People haven't talked about this, but if he comes to Madrid, do you really think he's gonna be he's gonna be so happy to be playing back to the back to the goal number nine? The same. No, that's the no. thing is that's why people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I'm like, there's no way he's going to come to Madrid, where Vinicius owns that position. You cannot move Vinicius. He is no as an out and out winger. He's maybe num- if not number one, number two in the world. Mbappe for me is like a little different profile of winger. Vinny is more yeah. like a beacher man. Put, you know, maybe cut and hit across, score. It's like he's a different style of winger. You know, he's he's more pure. But you cannot tell me Mbappe is going to come and he's going to be like, oh, I'm so happy playing on, on in the middle. The the same reason that he was upset at PSG was he had to play through the middle. And 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 that's why, like, I think the dramatic started when when Vinny got the number seven jersey because. The day after. And do you think it's a coincidence that the day Harry Kane signs for Bayern is the day he returns to training? No, no, no. It's all... He's, I think, very calculated, but I think at the same time, he's very stupid. Because, like, the positional, like, overlap with Real Madrid is is out in the open. It's clear. Vinny is the franchise at the moment. Like, you guys don't have... 
he's a top three, I think, in my opinion. He's one of the best players in the world. Yeah. You're not going to just be like, okay, Mbappe's coming. Let's move <laughs> you to the complete you other side of the field. It, yeah. You can't do that. And then as while that's happening, you can clearly see PSG just adhering to all his needs. Like they're bringing in a striker. They're bringing his best friend. They're bringing in Dembele. They're bringing in someone he can play off of, someone that he's competed for world titles with, you know, as a, as a, as a wingmate. So like, he, I, I think he wants, he has PSG where he wants them, where they've done everything they've, he wants them to do. While at the same time, he's being non-committal, which gives him all the offers and all the options uh, this summer, coming into the summer. And it'll be another saga again, like unless he signs a freaking five-year deal. Like it will, Chelsea needs to come in for him, you know? Give him an eight-year deal so we can like just leave this alone for good. Because I'm, yeah, man, I, I hate I, Mbappe I'm, so I'm much, so man. I'm so sick of this, oh my bro, God. The thing, and, and I know next summer it's going to be a problem too. This is not going away anytime soon. He's like, bro, he, every year he ruins our transfer window. It's yeah. so frustrating. And I And I think this is the year where you guys are going to pay. Because you guys uh, obviously, you yeah, guys have a good team, but now, but now there's what? There is no um, striker, no striker, and then injuries. You know, so it's the depth is lacking, and Mbappe would have. I don't know how he would have fit into that team, obviously with Vinny and stuff, but he would have been forced to play striker, and he would have been unhappy. I so. don't even know who the plan B is now because no Kane, Kolomani is Kolomani really a hundred million euro striker? No, no. Vlahovic, 70, meh. Yeah. Uh, there's no one that really moves me in the window. Maybe alone, who knows? Maybe, who knows? There's time left in the window. Madrid like to, uh, they move very slow. So. But, like, you guys did do one thing right, which is getting Jude Bellingham. What, what, man, what are your thoughts Jude on him? Jude and fantastic, man. He's a crazy player. I don't know if you caught the game on the weekend. Man, yeah. he's unreal. Like, lives up to all the hype like delivers and then some and i really like the way we've kind of unlocked him in this like free roaming number 10 where like yep. he basically he doesn't have any defensive responsibilities but he's still like elite at that too like i remember there was one play where uh we had a counter um i should stop saying we but madrid had a counter uh <laughs> madrid had a counter and Vinny played a, I think he played a Rodrigo, I think it was Rodrigo, misplaced the ball. And, and uh, one of the athletic Bilbao defenders took it away. And they went all the way down to the other end. And then a guy intercepted, like, uh, he tackled him. And I was like, who yeah. is that? And it was Bellingham. I was like, that guy was just at the other end. Like, he was, a, he was one pass away from scoring. And all the way back, like, 10 seconds later, and he's, and he's winning the ball back. And... The midfield for Madrid, it's a shame that they that they don't have like a clinical that's why Harry Kane would have been perfect because yeah. he's I think now this is like this is a crazy take maybe. But for what Madrid really need, like what they're missing, Kane really fills the gap of what they need more than Mbappe. Mm -hmm. Mbappe is the better player Abs for sure. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. He, they need an aerial threat. They have absolutely no aerial threats in terms of like a, a a striker who can sit and really have a threat in the box and occupy two center backs. And yeah. the thing about Benzema is Benzema is a great striker, but Benzema 
he doesn't he he likes to drift more. I feel like Kane is more the type where he really sits in the box and he'll he'll really just occupy guys. And that obviously helps Vinny a lot because now you don't have three guys that are watching him, you know? Yeah. So in terms of just the free roaming ability to pass, I think Kane is a better playmaker than Mbappe. Uh but Mbappe obviously gives you that fear factor. He's very so direct. He's the only player in the world where he, like he gets the ball and you're literally like, okay, like it doesn't matter like five yards, fifteen yards, like he could be halfway across the field. You're like, okay, like this is a problem, like get it out of his feet like now. Yeah, so, he's a threat. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I agree with you. Kane, oh my goodness. This <laughs> If this they had team? Kane, they would be because this midfield, this four, this diamond that they played this weekend with Chouameni at the pivot, Kamavinga and Valverde and and Bellingham, bro, it's insane. All four of them like unlimited motor, quick on the counter. They're good at everything. They can. They all like. They're all versatile. They're and all. The, and then they're so the like too. physically, physically so yes. imposing, bro. Chouameni and Bellingham and Valverde are huge people. Like they, they look and so, so big quick. in that midfield. And they're so fast. Um, I just, I, I, I think you guys are gonna do well. I don't, I don't think you guys are gonna have a, can, a terrible season. But I don't think they can win the Champions League without a striker. No, I. You need, you need another twenty goal scorer. I think yeah. Bellingham will score a lot, but I think he Vinny, will, Vinny's I, gonna be all alone. Vinny is not, not as good when you play him centrally. He's not the type of player where he can really like be physical and have his back to the goal ever. Like. He's not he that was, type. He was, he was he was non-existent in in the Atletico Bilbao game. Like he, he was, was he's he, better when they bring in Joseo and you could really see him like in preseason when they would bring in Joseo yeah. and he would go back to just like Vinny is the most dangerous where you can get him in isolated in like events. You get him in a one-on-one, I don't care who the hell you have a right back, he's going to probably be him and he's going to be him 9 out of 10 times too. It's not going to be Absolute, like a one-off yeah. thing. And then yeah. once you once you get past that one guy, he's so dangerous. He always finds the the pass, and he's so much more direct. Even when he came to Madrid, uh, he's a fantastic player. But I think they just need that striker. The problem is, I think that they left they let the best one go. That's realistic in this window. If Mbappe comes, <clears throat> striker, right winger, left winger, I don't care where he plays. I think they are the best team in the world. And. I, 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 I agree with you, <laughs> but that's been the question for the that last is big three end. years. Yeah, is Mbappe huge, coming or not? So, and it's been no every summer since. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be yes this summer, but we'll see. But um, nope. let's segue off of transfers uh, and that kind of news. I want to see, because we didn't really talk about your Prem stuff uh, like in depth. Yeah. Who did you have uh, winning? <laughs> is the is the Arsenal is really what I'm asking? Um, no, I don't have Arsenal. You don't have Arsenal, but I you don't, have second or what? I have him second okay, again. Second. Um, why? I think I think Man City. I I don't have. I don't think Man City is better than Arsenal in any way at all. I just really? think uh, it's three years in a row. I just need to see them not win before I can accept it. You know, before I can like actually predict it. I think Arsenal are. I think they're neck and neck, um, depending on what uh, Man City wants to focus on. If they want to focus on the Champions League or Premier League, I think with KDB out now for several months, I, I think that gets gives yeah. Arsenal a little bit room for error. You know, the margin of error isn't so small as it was last year. Um, and then the same for City as well. You know, um, obviously they have Holland who. I don't know. He's Holland. He scored freaking 
55 goals last year. Um, there's no answer for him. But I think Arsenal, in terms of like what they brought in this summer with Habits, Declan Rice, Dave, um, you're in Timber. He's injured now, but what yeah, he brought to the table. Loss. Yeah. Um, I think they, they retooled well enough to compete for the title, and I think they will. Um, I just need to see City lose. I, I will not go against Pep until he goes down or leaves the league. He's he's made the Premier League into nothing. So I know. I know. I, it's I, sad. I, I was really close to picking Arsenal to win it. Like, yeah. last season, I, I didn't even think about it. I was like, there's no way any team but City will win it. This year, I was like, there's a chance. Like, they got better at every single level. Their lineup on the weekend, I looked at it like I had to look at it like five times. I was like, who the hell and where are they? Like, who is playing exactly? Yeah. I was so confused. Yeah. It was very. Your like, Timber was playing left back, Partey was playing right back. It was, you know, it was just all over the place. But that's how much, how deep they are. Like, games are like that, deep. you can, you can, like, experiment you know, like, a little bit. yeah, experiment like that. Um, and then you lose your Timber, which is very unfortunate, but. I, they they have they have Tomiyasu who came in and did the job. They have yep. Ben White they who can them. do it, you know. Yeah, and they and so they, I, they still are big big reliance on on William Saliba. Who, I mean, we'll see. Last season, I think they really caught a lot of teams by surprise. Now, yeah, you know, like Mourinho said it once. Like uh, <clears throat> the like the toughest place is when the expectations are high and you have to perform to those expectations. You know, that's the yeah. toughest thing. I think last season. If Arsenal finished 20 points off the league and got third and were comfortable top four, I think people would have been happy with that season. But Absolutely. They challenged for the league, and that caught a lot of people by surprise. It didn't, like Sometimes I would think in February, I'd be like, wow, like Arsenal's top of the prem. Like, like This is crazy. But yeah. this year, there's a lot of people who are picking them to win. So the expectations are they're, they're going to go into every game and probably be favorites. There'll maybe be two games all year where they won't be like huge, like they won't be favorites, and they'll probably be City. So... Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I I think la last year was like you know the coming out party, and now they've arrived. You know they're here. Yeah. Um, they're gonna be in. They're gonna be. They have a squad deep enough to be competing for Champions League, mm -hmm. FA Cup, whatever. Every every title possible is up for grabs for them. Um, I don't think they're gonna go trophy list. I think they'll win something. I just don't think the. I think the Premier League with with Pep with Holland. I. I think Holland breaking his own record is more likely than Arsenal winning the league, you know? So um, I, it's just hard to see. I can't, I can't envision it. And I don't want to let my mind go there at all. <laughs> so uh, I'm, crazy, I'm just, I'm just gonna, you know, we're, we're a young team. We're growing, you know? So you think they can challenge seriously in Europe or they're also a year away in that too? Uh, no, I think I think they'll be they'll be fine in Europe. I really like. like yeah, I, how I, far are we I, saying? I have like, I have no doubts. Like, I think. Like what think round would it take for them to lose, and then you'd be like, you could put your hands up, be like, you know, like that. I'm I'm fine. Like that's good for this year. I think the quarterfinals or semifinals. Okay. I think they can make it there. Um, yeah. and that's <laughs> that's a nice like like announcement you know like you're yeah. here the year back um, in the champions league yeah in terms of team wise and like rosters i think arsenal has a top five team in the world um 
and and why not you know if if champions league it's always if arsenal are very unlucky but like if you know if shit goes the right way you're in the final or you're playing against italian teams and portuguese teams in in the quarters and the in the round of 16 and then you look up and you're in the semifinals um but for the most part i'm not worried about them in europe i think they'll be fine i think i think the last two seasons missing out on the league and then the year before that missing out on top four um especially with a young team i think they're they're built for it i don't think it's going to be a matter of like pressure or anything like that i think they have the team i think they'll be fine as long as they don't run into man city that's it i man city is the only team i fear in the world i bring me madrid to the emirates um well, please do not give me I'm madrid this you year. Six. Give, wait for a year i need i need a striker and then, and then we can go to the emirates <laughs> I'm telling you, um, um, as a as an Arsenal fan, I think we're like very, very like content with where we are. You know, we're not like, yeah. like we're not worried about anybody. Um, it's just how th- we'll see how things roll out. A lot of stuff are out of our hands. You know, so what can you do? Yeah, that's true. I, I think um, I mean, for Arsenal, I think the big problem is again the goals. Like they need. I don't trust any of their strikers to give me 25 goals. If they had one striker who was proven, who could give you 20, 25 goals, even in all like in the league, maybe 20 goals. Yeah. I think I think I think I would have chosen them. But the problem is just the goals. Where do they come from? You know. Can you rely on I... Saka to get you 20 goals in the league? See, I, I Saka so. did. He, I think he got what. 16 and 11 15 15 and 10 something something martinelli had 15 and 5 yeah um i i i I like this approach though where like there's only one holland in the world you know um where i i think if jesus comes back i think he should be back within a a few weeks um and he had i think 11 goals and like six assists something like that and he missed half the year pretty much where it's like more of a like a team effort you know, everybody pitches in their goals, um, which is like, I think the Man City model before Holland came in and, you know, said I'm yeah, responsible for 40 goals. Um, so I think in the Prem, um, Saka and Martinelli didn't have really any other opportunities to score anywhere else because they were only playing in the Premier League. And we got out of Europe early enough to where they didn't make any appearances or they made yeah. a few appearances. Yeah. Um I think they'll hit their target numbers. I think Saka will hit 20 goals easily. I think Martinelli will get or 20 in all comps. 20, 20 all, 20 all. Because I think okay. he'll be playing, he'll be playing every Champions League game, just like probably, yeah. yeah. So I think he'll get his 20 goals. Martinelli will get his 20 goals. It's just the rest have to. I think Odegaard had 15 last year as well, um, all in the league. So like, I think they've they've shown that they can produce in a limited amount of games. Uh, if you can call 38 games limited, but like I, there'll be another 10, 15 games added to, to their workload this year with, yeah. and depending on how far they get in the FA cup and all the other stuff, I think they will be shooting 60 games. I think 20 goals is, is I'm not worried about goals. Yeah. I think, I, I think they'll I mean, be fine. It's just health, it's health like and depth. That's it. Like it's mostly a basketball concept. Like we see it in, in, in soccer sometimes where like, uh, there's just some games everyone's playing poor you just need one guy to be like you know like get out of the way this is like my game like i need to take over this game and like literally win it by myself like 
Absolutely, like yeah. we saw that a lot with like Cristiano, for example. Like there would be games where Madrid would be so sluggish, and and Cristiano would just be like, "I don't care about like who, like I don't care about anything. Like I'm gonna yeah. get my goals, and we're gonna win this game. Like I'm gonna make sure we win this game. Like the way maybe like Mbappe was in the World Cup final, where he was like, even though they didn't win, but he was like, he was like, we're not gonna go down without a fight. Like no matter what happens, like like I have like I have my 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 punch back, you know. So. Who is that for Arsenal? Like, who steps up is is the is the big question for me. I I I I think when called upon, I think they've answered the call every time. The, yeah. At least the young players. <laughs> um, but those players are so few. You know, there's only one Cristiano yeah, and one Mbappe and one, yeah. one, ha- one Holland. Holland. I don't think he's that kind of player, but he does just produce enough to convince everyone he is. Yeah. Um, um i i think we have enough it's just injuries man just like yeah. man city right now without kdb how good will they be you know how good is holland without him you know so we'll see we'll see it's yeah. it's a long year it's well from from the first week it's already what five six acl injuries happening i know um so it's many games. everywhere it's yeah it's so many games these I athletes are fighting man city yeah. played today you know and they play yeah. saturday they play or sunday against newcastle yeah exactly so it's just it's tough it's tough yeah well we'll kind of touch upon city just for a little bit before we'll yeah. get into some other leagues uh city today super cup went on penalties the shield the community shield they lost on penalties to arsenal the burnley game they looked fantastic yeah the big question for me with city um which i talked about last week was are they going to be sluggish uh just because you know, kind of that psychological concept when you work so hard for something and you get it, your motivation is kind of gone. And, you know, it was like seven years of pep every year, Champions League, like win or fail. Like this is the failure. It doesn't matter if we win the league, kind of like the way PSG are. Now they finally did it. And not only did they do it, they won the trouble. This year, are we going to see some complacency or do you think pep just doesn't let that happen? I I think pep is a sick man. (laughs) You know, so I think him motivating. I, he has a lot of ways he can he he can just experiment with his with he his squad. Clear the you know, squad if he, he has to. Yeah. By the way, he he will. I remember last year, um, Diaz wasn't even playing in the first like three months of the year. You know, like he he has enough um, world class players, really good players, um, enough where you bench Grealish for two months. Yeah, I think he can get away with if if Grealish is not competing or not tracking back, not being the left back he is, you know, um, uh, then that's a problem. Like you gotta take care of that. But he's had what's his name in in the doghouse for a year now. Um, Cancelo, Foden, Cancelo uh, as well. You know, the money players exactly. Exactly. So uh, you see all those things that he he always figures it out. Um, the issue though is. They they what did they they won the Champions League in early June, it's not even end of August yet and they're already playing. They've played, uh, they they did a tour in Japan. Um, they played today. They play Saturday. They played last Sunday. So, in terms, of, I think it's just injuries. Um, I think that's the only thing like that fear scares me in of all these teams is just the fact that they will not have the bodies to to. But City, I'm I and. Their defense is really good, so yeah, and Holland will insane. score. So yeah, he will. He Holland will score. Up. That's they will get clean sheets, and Holland will score. So yep. 
everything They're else so can deep be at every position yeah. too. So, but I do you think do you think they'll be complacent? I think there'll be periods where they like slack. I just think I think yeah. I think you're gonna see it more in Europe than the league. Yeah, I, I think I think if they if they do come down a notch, I think it'll be in Europe because I think in Europe they're gonna have they're just gonna there's gonna be games this season like we didn't see it last season where you're like this is not City. Yeah, I think even today I was like eh, this isn't really the City I know like they're they, they got no they have spells where they don't they just look terrible. Yeah. Um, but I like Sevilla you can get away with like but in the Prem like if Chelsea comes to town like. I don't think you can. Obviously, they own they own Chelsea, but like Arsenal and stuff like that. But in Europe, they always they always win the league, so they always have an easy group. Um, they don't see anybody until the quarterfinals, so yep. that's where I think they might be. Able, someone will sneak up on them. Yeah, and 100%. last last year last year they um what what Real Madrid was like the big test i think in the first leg and then they rb leipzig them in the second leg in the man, second man, they um somebody was telling me they didn't lose one home game in in the elimination rounds so i don't think they lost the game in the whole competition exactly so i that, i don't that's easy happened. to to follow up with i think that's I hard know, to do uh, again the, the bar is, is sky high and we'll see we'll see what they end up they, they, this year no pep yeah that was a crazy guy. He said, it, he said it best. No, no, he's a, he's a madman. I I hope Arteta, you know, has some of that in him because <laughs> yeah, it's it's dark, it's man. It's very unique to him. But we'll segue off of the prem. We'll talk. Yeah. We talked a little bit about Madrid. Uh, Bellingham. We talked about his performance and how fantastic he was. And yeah, we'll really see. But the interesting thing in La Liga this weekend was Barca. Yeah, so Barca played. Sadly, I wasted two hours of my life watching one of the worst games I think I've ever watched. Like, there was yeah. four red cards, or three. 90 plus 18 was, I think, at the end of the, at the end of 90 minutes. Craziest yeah. added time. There was, like, a VAR check that ended up not getting called. It was just a slap yeah. fest. And, and Getafe's lineup was so, like, anti-football. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, like, pre-game. They had six center backs like in their lineup like they had a five-man block and then they had a center back jenny sitting in front of the five i only looked at the lineup i was like and then they had another three midfielders i was like what is this so i was like okay like let me tune in and watch this game it was so bad the football it was just like it was just a slugfest like that's the best way to say it and and chabby had had some had some quotes after the game that really i wanted to talk about so he said that Javier Tebas, who is the president of La Liga, is an absolute embarrassment. That's a quote. And yeah. he said, I understand why people don't watch our football, like in terms of La Liga. Yeah. What do you think about what Xavi said? What do you think I, about Xavi as a coach? How about, like, I, I, th- both I think he, need, he needs to look in the mirror because he contributes to that too, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. He, he, his team does not play good football. They try, but they don't. Um, they parked the bus in preseason, they, by the way. Exactly, and 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 Sh- and Xavi, at least for like the last what a year and a half, has proven to be a talker. He will say whatever um, he needs to say in the in in before the game, after the game, whatever. But you are Barcelona, you know. Like La Liga, it, people come to see La Liga through your eyes, you know. Yeah. And you're not you're not playing good football. I don't care if another team comes in with six defenders, and you're not, you're. 
you, you still got to perform, you know, you, they played what 110 minutes and it was zero, zero. Like they, obviously Rafinha got a red card. I, I, I didn't think that was worthy of a red card, but still, yeah. um, I, I don't like, obviously I think Barca will win the league. That's, that's my prediction, but when they do it, they're not doing it by tiki taka. They're not doing it dismantling it's, it's teams. A lot of, they're, yeah, they're they're playing it's a lot of one zero, two one, you know. So he needs to look in the mirror because I, when I watch La Liga, I'm watching Real Madrid and Barca, right? Yeah, those are the and teams. he does not play good football. Like, why is he calling out the president? You, you're in charge. Like, you have been given funds <laughs> that this club does not have for the last two years um, to build uh, a team. Yeah to build a team and and the best he could, like the i think i think um dijon was playing center back at one point for like a long period of time um after the halftime um so it's i don't enjoy watching xavi no, and his I, team he, I, obviously they have the young they have excuses. great talents but huh they do he makes some of the craziest excuses i remember like once he was like the grass is too long and I literally, I looked at the account on Twitter. I had to click it to see if it was one of those like troll accounts. Yeah. And it was like the actual account. I was like, there is yeah. no way he said this. Like, yes, Xavi makes a lot of excuses. I will say he's justified. There's one thing that he's justified in. And that's the mm -hmm. problem with La Liga and the president who's literally running the league into the ground. La Liga, the only league in the top five that doesn't have goal line technology still crazy yeah. in 2023 we it's no goal line technology in spanish football and the salary cap and the restrictions with finances where la liga has only spent 335 million this uh 335 million as the as a league this summer and like half of that is madrid yeah so the I remember, I remember who was that team um um uh, there was a team that was promoted last year almeria la liga yeah, and they yeah. spent like 20 million, I think, on a player or something like that. And it was like everybody was like, oh my God, Al somebody Al they're spending money. They're, they're spending money. Uh, but there is there is no money. Because they're independently in, owned. That's the that's the thing. And the thing about the Prem is all these are yeah. billionaires and the socios. And yeah, the, the, the revenue split is so poor in La Liga and it's it's a it's a huge problem. Uh, there's a huge drop off. The the sad thing is that these teams they produce crazy talent, like Sevilla are literally are, you know, spending ten million a window, and they're competing with like they just won the Europa League. They yeah. they yeah. spend frugal, but they spend well. And the problem is you have these lower league like these lower team sides who come up, and like it's not like the Prem where like, like uh who who came up this year Burnley come up and spend a hundred million like that just doesn't exist like in any league yep. with the Prem. So they have to play this like slow, disgusting, like frankly disgusting football. Like they have to play six at the back, five with a double pivot right in front of the five. So mm -hmm. it's just something that you have to deal with. That's football. Like results are results. You cannot sit there and complain about the other team playing like defensive tactics. Like you are Barcelona. I agree with you there. Like you are Barcelona. That is your job. Is yeah. to is to play teams who are gonna play you like that. Like like <clears throat> And and to sell La Liga. They you know. So Even you can't come the... out and go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, <laughs> I said like you can't. You can't come out and call. I, obviously, the president um, has made a lot of terrible decisions regarding La Liga. But like in terms of football, you can't. You can accuse him of anything else outside of that. But what is on the pitch, Shavi, You have a lot more control than than he does. You know, and he does. So, that's true. 
And I what's mean, um what how is the revenue split up in in La Liga? What is it like? It's very like it's the top two take like the top. It's it's not it's not evenly distributed like the Prem. The problem is like mm. there's like this suction of money where like La Liga for like six seven years had the best three teams in the world. Arguably, they had Real, Barcelona, and Atletico who were like, dominating in Europe, and they had yeah. like even their four through eights. I remember Bilbao went and smacked like uh, Man United at Old Trafford. Sevilla were like winning it, winning. They uh, won winning three, three three in a row, right? Three Europa leagues. So in Sevilla a row. won three Europa leagues in a row. Yeah. And where has that gone? Like the the problem is they have run the league into the ground. Where now like we cannot like the Spanish league cannot even compete with 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 the French league in terms of spending, which is crazy to me. Like that's crazy to think. So like who, I, I saw that who watches the French league. Um, <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one watches um, that league. Did you, did you, did you, there was a graph where they showed, um, like how much the leagues were spending. Yeah. Um, obviously Premier League was number one. I think Bundesliga was number two and then Syria was, was three, was number three yeah. four, and then um, Saudi league. And Saudi league. was number five. Obviously they're not like uh, counting freaking you know, wages, wages and stuff like though. that. Um, but like you, I think, I think La Liga was below that, you know? So yeah, they are. It's, Man, it's when Saudi, sad to if see. Saudi League gets a Champions League spot like we saw today, like this is a whole like tangent. But if they get a Champions League spot, man, I have no idea what's gonna happen to football and like how teams are gonna start spending. Because oh, that is it, the only appeal with Saudi, like the Saudi problem is that there's no European football. If they get it's, into, it's, to get to the Champions it's League, oh, it's cooked. Hmm? And then now you have this huge like the one thing that Chelsea is doing that like, yeah, it's within the rules, but like, it's really shady is now you have these teams who literally, they will buy affiliate clubs. Like, look at the way they're using Strasbourg for Chelsea. They like, they own affiliate clubs. They like, own the club. And so they will yeah. just buy a player and ship him there immediately. And, and, <laughs> and they've done that several times. This, and they this, will buy, um, the thing is, I know these, like the French clubs are mad because like they bought like two talents from France and then they were like, okay, good. Like we're getting them out of like our, our country and they ship them right back to their rival. <laughs> what yep. the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, literally, it's crazy, man. No, no. Um, I, th- I think La Liga at one point they had, uh, everyone knows this, but Messi and Ronaldo, right? Yep. And I don't think they did the best to, to take advantage of that situation. Um, yeah, man. That's so, like they never, now they never really paying, promoted the yeah, league outside was, of the country. Yeah, and and now you see, like, it's so hard to find La Liga games. Um, obviously now I think you can watch ESPN, them with ESPN is, Plus. But um, before ESPN, it was with Bean, and it was a nightmare. Nightmare. That was prime um, La Liga, by the way. Like the best teams in the world were all in that league. And you couldn't even find a link <laughs> on Reddit or anything. You, you cannot find exactly. It, anywhere. it was Prime Cristiano. Um, Prime Messi, best the best two teams in the world, Simeone yep. and and so many good teams and and they've just let it kind of run at the ground. It's really sad to see Spanish football is when it's at its best. It's some of the best football in the world. Maybe I think it's the best to watch when it's like really at the top. Like they they a lot of the teams play really really like great football. Like yeah, a lot of the good managers in the Prem. Like look at Arteta and, and Guardiola. They are Spanish. Like that is the. The grassroots of that country are, are, you know, fast, like uh, progressive, direct passing football. So, no, they, they, um, like Spain has influenced a lot of, a lot of football in general. Like that's, that's, that can't be taken away. But as a business, as a, as a league, I think they're falling behind rapidly. They, uh, the bleeding is not stopping. Barca, 
is just an embarrassment publicly because they Tebas can't leaves, get their shit together. I, and I, I don't think so either. Um, obviously, um, n- now in terms of like quality, I think they're number two. But th- wh- how far does quality get you when every club is spending five hundred million every transfer window in or every league that, that you can only rely on that for so long? Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. But uh, let's get into what we like to call three five two. Yeah. Five minutes on the clock. I'd like to end our podcast with this. Three takes each and uh, two people. So I will set the timer now and uh, go for it. First one. What's your um, first one? <laughs> I think uh, I, my first prediction is I think Man United are in for a long weekend. Oh, yeah. I, I think... agree. <laughs> that I, I, is my I... first one. <laughs> Wait, I'm not kidding. That's my first one, too. So you have no, them losing or what? I, I have them losing by like minimum three goals. I, I think they lose and they don't score. And they don't score. I think they're in for a rude awakening. Because yes. As obviously the the um the media coverage of Mason Greenwood, all that stuff, like leading up ah, to this, because they just crazy. they just said he's coming back to today. It's disgusting. Um but like Anthony. Sancho, like, oh, they're not good players. Casemiro did not look good. Um, that midfield is not balanced is, at all. Is not balanced at all. Um, so I, I, and I think Tottenham now that like they can just rally around the fact that they only are themselves. You know, you have something. No more Harry Kane left us. You know, a new yeah. identity. Yeah, new coach. I think first home game of the season. Ten Hag is in for I one of those I, I uh, see, four I nils. See. Oh wow! I no, no, no! I had, I'm I telling had, you, I, I don't three. think they're prepared. They're okay. not prepared. That's the game to watch this weekend for me. Uh, yeah. So my set, my second, because you kind of stole my first. I agree that they will lose okay. and they won't score. <laughs> is I think yeah. Jude scores again. I think we get another weekend with another goal at Almeria, which is a tough place to play. Two games in the league, two goals for Jude. I think I think he could have scored so many more if he got those cutbacks. Yeah. Like if they were they were. Oh. He's a crazy I, I, was, I was talking to like one of our like mutual friends and like he's he's like that. I because he uh, his name well, obviously it's Muhammad, but he said With you know agenda. you guys yeah you guys all like you know he said he misprofiled uh, Jude like he, I didn't think he had this like offensive capabilities and stuff like that, but he's. Such a like a physical specimen. He's, He's huge. Crazy, um, I, I remember he was celebrating and he did this, and everybody was like, here, you know? Yeah, he's a crazy um, like 6'3, bro. Ex- exactly. So and and he had so many op- if Rodrigo just cuts the ball back, that's another I think he'll score so many goals for you guys this year. Yeah. Um right, my second is I think Newcastle get a point or three. Um against Man City. I think um Oh man, bro. We have very similar ones. <laughs> um I, Isak is is special, bro. Isak is special. He's he's incredible. Um obviously Tonali's off to a really good start. He scored the first game. Um they dismantled Aston Villa uh, who I Aston Villa sense, who are, who are supposed to be really good. Dark horses. Um, yep. And I I I think they get something out of it. That's like my third is that one of Arsenal or City will drop points. I think okay. Arsenal are away to West Ham this weekend. 
Um, I know Crystal Palace. Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace. Thank you. Yeah, um, and that's that's a tough tough away that ground. That is a tough away um, game, and I think uh, uh, Newcastle are away to, at the Etihad versus City. Yep. So I think one yeah. of those teams will drop points. If I had to guess which one, I think City have a higher chance of dropping points. I I, I really like what Newcastle did, and man, that like that's another game I'm gonna really watch. I want to see how they do. Newcastle is like, like we're watching like something special being like built up from the ground up is so and i had them seventh and, and i feel ashamed i don't want to overreact after one week but yeah, yeah i doubted the second season with like the european we'll see obviously i want to see when the fixtures start getting congested like what they can yeah. do but uh we'll see like they, their recruitment has been fantastic i thought they were going to be buying like old like washed players with just like high names you know but they mm-hmm. have not been doing that at all but What's your, what's your last one? Um, my last one is, uh, <laughs> as much, I, I don't, people can listen in as much, uh, how many times did we slander Kai Havertz last year? A lot. Um, Please don't tell I've me you said like I a hat trick or something crazy. Yeah, no, 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 no. I've seen the light. Uh, I said, um, he had a pretty good game in the first game. Um, but I think I think he scores his first Arsenal goal this weekend. I like that one. Yeah, I can see it I, I'm 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 very like uh, I I don't like to put things out there, you know, about my team. I'm very I hold back a lot. Yeah, but I have to root for usually out of kind of it's publicly. Yeah, I I I'm very yeah I'm very <laughs> fearful of what I say. Anyways, but yeah, that's about my team. But I I think I have it scores. I I like that. I can see it too. I can see it too. He was he was close a couple of times, but we'll see how oh out of those goodness. six, how many happened. That those two games, man. United Spurs, Newcastle, Newcastle oh. City. I cannot wait for both. Like both of them, I will be beautiful watching. weekend. Oh, I cannot wait. I literally cannot wait. But uh, it's good to be back, bro. It's very very good. To yeah, be back. bro. Inshallah. Inshallah. Up, we have to we have laptop. to we have to stay consistent. Yes, I want to. We see. get busy, but inshallah. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, We'll be back next week. We're going to see what happens. And uh, that'll be episode number 10. Which will mm-hmm. be, uh, be exciting. And uh, it's good to be back, bro. And uh, hopefully a, a good season for both of our teams and for, for Yes, football. sir. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Take care of yourselves. Inshallah. Right, take care.